Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of This Korean Life. My parents were busy around the time I was born and chose the Ace Ventura package to get things done and over with as soon as possible. Unfortunately for busy parents, today's politically correct, hypersensitive to everything society has made getting an ace a socially unacceptable option when it comes to delivering your little bundle of joy. Parents these days are kinder and gentler with their little ones and look for trusted care providers, supportive birthing facilities, and good quality yet affordable baby supplies. Morning Calm Birthing Services provides all you need to know about giving birth in Korea. The company was founded by Adele Vitale and Miriam Manago in 2014 and has provided labor support prenatal education, Dunstan baby language training, consultations, and postpartum support. Follow Morning Calm Birthing Services on Facebook or send them an email at enquiries at morningcombirthing.com. That's enquiries at morningcombirthing.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Pop Songs for the ESL Classroom. It's time to toss out your old, boring grammar books and pick up a copy of Pop Songs for the ESL Classroom. Pop Songs for the ESL Classroom is a collection of 15 popular songs from the past and present that will engage your students and have them more interested in learning than ever before. Each song is accompanied by four worksheets that have different activities and speaking topics. The Notes for the Teacher section in the back provides a deep insight into the song and provides multiple suggestions on how to change your regular class into an experience. All of these worksheets and songs have been hand-selected, tried, and tested. What are you waiting for? It's time to spice up your classroom. Check out the Pop Songs for the ESL Classroom on Amazon by clicking the link below or checking out the episode post on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, today we were joined by a young Nepalese student, Avinas Shapagain. Avinas told his story about leaving the nest, exploring the world, and learning about life on his own. His drive and determination to learn and make the most of every opportunity are enviable. His story about leaving Nepal, visiting his father in Korea, and finally studying in Australia is unique and intriguing. Listen to hear how an earthquake changes perspective on life and taught him the true meaning. This one has a little bit of everything. I hope everyone enjoys. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Joining us today is the one and only very special Avinas Chapagin. Welcome, welcome, my friend. We had uh, we were lucky enough to have your dad on the on the podcast uh, a little while back. We thought you're going to be uh, you're going to be a, a very interesting guest to have on. Welcome, man. Uh, just from talking to you, you told me this is your second time in Korea visiting. Yeah, what, second time. How uh, how are you enjoying your stay? Uh, I'm just chilling nowadays. I don't know what's the date, what's the <laughs> time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything now. A real a real vacation. Yeah. Good. How long have you been back in town for? Uh, for in, in here in Korea. Yeah. Uh, it's been like uh, one or two weeks. And how much longer are you staying for? Uh, uh, one or two weeks. One or two, a full a full month vacation. Very nice. No, 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 it's not full month. One month. What? What? Yeah. What? Um, where uh, you came in from? You flew in from Sydney. 
Is that right? Yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't put it together yet, Avinas's father is Binode. The he was on uh, he was on season one of This Korean Life, and he was the uh, owner and operator of uh, the Nepalese uh, restaurant here in Ulsan. And he told us his uh, he gave us his story, awesome story about uh, about his life and and making it uh, making it in Korea. Basically, Avinas is not uh, you're you're not living in Nepal anymore. Now you're in Australia. What are you doing over there? Uh, I'm just studying there. I'm studying IT over there. What university are you going to? Uh, um, I joined the TAFE before. I applied TAFE. Where? TAFE. Uh, TAFE, right? What does it mean? Uh, it's just the name of college. Uh huh. TAFE, and later on I I left that college and went to the local college, APIC. So you spent a little bit of time at the first one, and then you transferred. Yeah, after six months, because uh, it's hard to study there five days, and I have to work uh, to earn my college fees, and it would be very hard. Then I applied. So what is the difference between the two colleges? Actually, the first college it was good that they give more priority to the first college certificate of the first college, um, but to sustain life, you have to do something. You have to modify something. You know. So the main reason for leaving was because I believe your college now is only three days a week? Uh, two days, actually. Two days studying? Yeah. Wow. Is that really... <laughs> what kind of credit do you get for that? I wish it was only two days when I went. Jeez, I thought five days was standard. Well, not if it depends on your depends on your schedule. If you have two two full days of two full days of two study. Full days, right. Oh, okay. So two he's doing days. two full days of study and that just frees up. I mean, when I went to, when I went to school, it was 15... 15 hours per week, but it was, you know, four, four one day, two hours another day, and like that, right? So what do you do? You said the reason for moving was so that you could work? Yeah, I could work more. Definitely. So how did you how did you choose to go there then, not knowing if you could even get a part-time job or not? No, how, no. How, what was your decision-making? I remember when you came the first time, yeah. and your father had asked me to kind of mentor you and, and see if we could find a way for you to get into where I was working at the time, the National Institute of Science and Technology. Um, and he was kind of pushing for that. How did you end up in Australia? Australia? Actually, I wanted to study in uh, Korea, in Ulsan. I went to the Ulsan University in uh, Ulsan. But uh, there is a bit of a language problem. Uh, my uh, One of my friends, he was studying here uh, in a university. But you have to, but you, have to you know, uh, study one year, the Korean language. It would be very hard. I have, I had already uh, lost my one or two years in Nepal, studying different subjects and lots of things over there. And that's why I went back to the Nepal and I applied. Actually, first first I applied uh, US, and um, and uh, I didn't uh, went to give an interview. And then after I applied uh, Australia, and then I went to Australia. You applied directly to the college or you were just applying for a student visa or a uh, student visa but we have to pay the college fees first for the six months and then mm. the grand visa then after that i went out there so what happened the korea the main reason for not staying in korea was the language barrier uh, the language barrier yeah did you you said you felt that you you uh, you wasted two uh, you wasted two years of, of studying uh, of, of studying what, what were you uh, after high school um, you were studying kingfisher beer no not the kingfisher. <laughs> <laughs> I studied photography and videography over there uh, it was uh, first of all uh, my parents uh, they were forcing me not forcing uh, they're advising me <laughs> Strong, strongly advising <laughs> yeah strongly advising me to study doctor or engineer something like that I studied um 
science uh, in a high school. I I chose physics, chemistry, and biology, something like that. Mm. I study, uh, and then after that, I had to choose something. But I don't know what to choose and what photography. To do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a natural a natural path. Yeah. Is there? Were you? Um, you said that you you felt like you wasted you wasted the two years. Is, is there the the feeling in Nepal for for your generation? Like, oh, I need to finish school. I need to you know get into university. Finish my university, get a job, buy a house. More is there that is there that internal kind of anxiety that you need to you need to follow a, a strict yeah. timeline like we have in in Canada? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's something like that, but not always. Like uh, most of them, the you know uh, the father, if they earn the money, then everybody, all the neighborhoods, they think that the guy, his mm. father is a rich man. Mm. He don't have to do anything now. Like, so is that your father or no? Uh, no? They used to tell me. Even now they are telling me. If I, if I do anything, then the credit doesn't go to me. My credit goes to my father. They think that my, his father is, that's why he's doing that. Uh, you getting me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the reason you're in Australia is because of your father. But <laughs> right. that's pretty much that's true. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but... <laughs> So anything okay so if you did go on to become a doctor it's your it's because of the because of your dad regardless so then what do they think about your father then father? because your grandfather is he runs a grocery store is that right before yeah before he used to sell the ticket uh, in a movie ticket uh-huh uh, and later on, yeah. so do they think that's why your father is an uh, international entrepreneur now because your grandfather was a grocery store uh, operator uh, <laughs> not like that <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes it changes yeah. Uh, well, we'll get back to the college in the Australia after. Tell, what you're from Kathmandu, right? Yeah, Kathmandu. Have you? What is it like growing up in Kathmandu? And have you? I've been all over in Nepal, so I, I've seen a lot of the country. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful place. But what about you growing up? And do you know mostly Kathmandu life, or do you know a lot of the life outside of there? Have you visited other parts of the country? Uh, what is big city life like in Kathmandu? And uh, tell us a little bit about Nepal. Uh, I'll start with the casting, okay? Before I won. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I know that I'm familiar with the Indian casting system, but I didn't notice it being very strict in Nepal when I was there. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll start with the casting. Uh, my father and my mother, my father, I think uh, he, uh, they got married in 18 to 20 years old. They got married. After one year, I came on the earth. Yeah, that's it. And um, I what? I came I, out. I came. I came on out. <laughs> yeah. I was born. Oh, I was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was born. And then uh, my, uh, my mother, she didn't know she was pregnant, and um, they took my mom to the hospital. Uh, they used to carry and um, uh, it looks like the, uh, you know how they carry a grass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a like a kind of version of a backpack, yeah, yeah, traditional yeah. backpack. They carried it to, to the hospital. And uh, the they carried your mom to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about your mom well, carried you home to the no, from not the me, hospital. Not ah, me. Okay. And uh, she didn't know she was pregnant. And the doctor told she was pregnant. After two days, uh, she gave birth. Birth to me. <laughs> and well, it's funny you say that because there was a story in the news last week about a, a lady who had like I don't know ten minutes to prepare for birth. She went in with stomach pains, and they told her. She's going into labor, and she had the baby 10 minutes later. It was just happened. I don't know what country it was in, but I just read it in the news last week. And then? And then the doctor told, you are just, uh, for my, to my grandfather, he told, you are just a grandfather for two days. Because I was just 700 grams. 
Seven uh, so you were born premature. Yeah, yeah. Premature. Oh, I, I was born, yeah, yeah say, say seven months. In seven months, okay. not nine months. Yeah. And uh, my grandfather, he went and he told, we are, I just became a grandfather for two days. That's it. Mm. The doctor told me I won't live for long. But later on, uh, something like that. Uh, they gave you a couple of masala injections. Yeah, masala injections. <laughs> and that was it. You were good. <laughs> Power up. Yeah. That's why they named me Avinas. Ah, the indestructible. Yeah. Indestructible. Well, do names typically have a meaning? In, in every name, every name. We had a, th- we had a 33 crore <laughs> uh, gods in our religion. 33 gods? 33 yeah, crore. 33 crore. In yeah. a million. Because I, I, in our culture, I, I know we have baby book or baby name books and you can look up what your name means, but I don't think many people choose the name based on the meaning of it. And these days, it's, it seems like it's kind of just like trendy names and stuff, right? You can mm-hmm. look up the top 10 boy names, top 10 girl names. But in Korea, everybody's name has a significant meaning. Uh, flowering Lotus Dragon. Uh, they, they get all kinds of funny ones and they always say, what does your name mean? And I say, but they, they change know. it. They they choose their they choose the Korean characters based on the based on the Chinese. The Chinese, right? yeah. And, yeah. And each Chinese character can have to have several meanings. So it's always interesting to me to, to ask people what their what, what their what their Chinese name is. And they tell us something like you, indestructible being, or. <laughs> but the funny one to me is how many Koreans change their name. Their mother, father, grandmother, grandfather spent time and energy and effort and money to figure out what's the perfect name for this new child coming into the world and then once they you know get into their their elder years or getting older once they get through school a whole bunch of them change their names and i thought well isn't that weird your parents spent so much time and effort to do it and then poof you just say mom i changed my name (laughs) i didn't like that one so but I think they they associate that with luck or with with fortune, right? With their their name. So yeah, maybe yeah. they. If my name was unbreakable, Unbreak, uh, indestructible. Un- indestructible. If my name was indestructible. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be touching that one. But I, I don't know what the guy's name means, Kim Kirte. But he was a, a serial murderer, a mass murderer here, and because there's only so many names in in Korean, there, a lot of them are co- common names. Yeah. So any of the people who had sons named Kim Kyote, they changed his name because now that name was a serial killer and they didn't want their their uh, boys yeah, being yeah, you know bugged or harassed or, or <laughs> recognized or known with the same name as the crazy guy. So um they all changed their kids' names after that. But anyways. I always I always wonder <clears throat> sorry, just on a on a tangent, how do you introduce that to your friend? Can you imagine you you've known Nate for three years? Imagine next time you meet him he goes, Call me Steve. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be weird and how do you i couldn't take you seriously i guess it's a, that's a if you told me from today start calling me steve i don't know if i could do it <laughs> well i don't think so i've had students in the past that tell me my name changed from subin to hezong and i said well i've known you for three years as subin i i don't know how i'm sorry but if i call you subin it's a mistake but it's going to be really difficult for me to change. Yeah, it's, a, it's hard to introduce. How do I tell in front of the, every teacher and students and uh, my name is indox, indestructible. Yeah. Uh, and then you're sick tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? what uh, so you were going to say about the caste system? Caste system? Casting? Casting, yeah, yeah. That's oh. it. Uh, me, my father, my mother, my grandfather. And then... Um, okay, I thought you were going to... In India, they have... The very strict caste system, caste system, right? 
Oh, You're from which cast? I'm talking about the cast. Yeah, I thought that's what you were going to tell me about. No, I was just telling C-A-S-T cast. Casting. You do it before in movies. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Ah. No, that's, okay, that's what I was... Uh, you're giving all the... The casting. The, the people. <laughs> that, that was my original... That's what I thought you were talking about. And yeah. Then I, Nate hinted towards the cast system. And yeah, I, thought, system. Well, I thought he's just going to... He's going to lay out the characters in the... In the yeah, story, yeah. Okay. I spent a long time. I spent six months in India and over a month in Nepal, and I got very, very familiar with the caste system. Yeah. But does that exist in Nepal yeah, or it, no? It, it, it is still existing, like, but not like not as strict as in India. Yeah, not as strict as in India. In India, the lowest of the lowest castes. Yeah. Do you know what their job was? It's same like uh, that in Nepal as well. But what is the job for the lowest of the lowest castes? Um, like playing of, in Nepal, uh, lowest and the lowest. Uh, someone they do um, sharpening the tools. Something sharpening like the tools. Yeah, tools, everything. Well, that would be a dream in India, I think. Dream in India. Well, when I when I, what I learned when I was there was the guys, you know, the Ganges. Ganges, yeah. The guys who were sifting ashes yeah. in Varanasi yeah, yeah. at the burning ghats. I said, who stands in the Ganges all day sifting? ashes of corpses and pulling out all the bangles and the gold and the jewelry and giving them to the oh, boss yeah, yeah, yeah but they stand in waist deep water in the ganges with wicker baskets sifting dead people's ashes uh, and that they told me that was reserved for the lowest of the lowest castes in india yeah in nepal as well have you been to paspatinath before I don't recall yeah. that, but they checked my passport yeah. in Adana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's in a World Heritage site, passport in Adana, and they burn the corpses. Yeah, they burn the bodies over there after they uh, they're dead, and uh, the same like you told, same like you told. Yeah, like uh, they take out the, all the bangles and everything. Yeah, the like jewelry, that. earrings, yeah. gold. Yeah, yeah. because and it's nearby the Holy River. Right. It's uh, nearby the Holy River, and um, people thought. Uh, it's uh, you know it's it's like a blessing when you go inside when you put your head inside the holy river and put the water something like that and put it <laughs> yeah but I was scared of dying when I when I was at the Ganges of getting infected by putting my head or anything in my yeah. toe in the water it's like that now but it was not like that before like we used well to I was there ten years ago ten and there was a guy washing his motorcycle a lady washing her dishes another mother washing her baby somebody else washing their clothes <laughs> all in the same five meters yeah. I'm rinsing off my motorcycle and, and you're wa- using that water to wash your dishes. And not only that, they don't, there's some sacred things, right? Like they don't burn cows. They don't burn cows. The cows are just thrown right cows. in the river. Yeah, yeah. Children are considered pure and innocent. Yeah. They haven't committed any sins, so they go yeah, straight in. And what are they called? Who are the guys called? The, the Ashwarma, the, the, the guys. The guys. The, pray, the praying guys, no? The, uh, the priest. They, they don't get burned either. I don't, I don't, anyways, so there's a group of yeah, yeah. there's certain groups that don't get burned or, or cremated. You said oh, they 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 don't cremate the cows; they just throw them in the yeah. In the, uh, they, they don't burn something like that, but they put in a cremate. You know how the Christian put their their right. bodies under the land. But we saw cows and goats in the river. Thrown in the river. Yes. Uh, so you take a you take a tour of the Ganges up and down the Ganges, and the guy was showing you, "Oh, what's that? That's a cow, and those are sacred, so they're not." They're not disposed of or burned, yeah, yeah, so they're yeah. they're put in the river because this is the holiest river in the world. But I understand back when I was around there around 2000, I want to say 2008, they had a major problem with the decomposition of bodies and animals and stuff in the river. So 
UN had tried to, it was becoming a, a health hazard. And so many people go there just to, like the Mecca and Medina of the Hindi culture, they go there just to dip, get, take a swim, dunk in, just to get in the holy water. But so many people were getting sick and disease and whatever. So they put in, I don't know how many, meat-eating piranhas. Yeah, do you know piranhas? Piranhas, I know. They put them in and they all died. They all died. So they thought that would help with the decomposition of all these things. Remember, they introduced them as a project to to see if this could help or or you know speed up the decomposition and and the flow of the river. And all the piranhas died. So I was I was scared to see all those people. Not scared, but I just thought, wow, it seems so dirty and not pure and holy. All these things in there. Wow, I couldn't believe it. Like uh, it was not like that before hundred years. Oh sure, like I'm that. sure. Yeah. Yeah, and they are just following the religions and the culture that they handed from their ancestors and like that. Like uh, uh, nearby my town uh, in Nepal, there was one river, and we used to ride a bike over there before because we didn't had a breeze. Mm-hmm. And when I went to school, uh, when I was going to school, uh, we used to ride a bike with uh, there with my father. But later on, after uh, seven or eight years, it was so much polluted that you can't even touch that water. Well, it's the same. Wow. It's the same in in our city here in yeah. Ulsan. After the, um, well, the the companies or the factories, whatever, you know, started mass producing yeah. or, or running at full capacity, they they polluted the the Tewa River that runs through our city before they did the revitalization project. But but yeah, in it's Nep- the same. But, but in Nepal, it's not all about the industries, and because they don't have a lots of industries, mm. industries, main thing is the people. Yeah, people they are not being aware. Mm. But there's there's two really good guys in India right now. One of them just finished cleaning up the beach. Yeah. I oh. think I think it was in I want to say I want to say it was in Mumbai, but I'm not sure. But that whole beach was like five kilometers of garbage, and I think it was like 17 million pounds or something. And over the span of two or three years, it's completely cleaned up and it's beautiful now. And now I just watched that he's starting a project on a stretch of the river, and it's 17 kilometers of river. That the water doesn't move; it's just, cr- it's just plastic bottles, just, just all yeah. plastic and garbage. But like you said, the river here had—it's been what, probably ten years of revitalization, and now the salmon have come back for the salmon run. There's fish; there, it's, it's beautiful now. So, mm-hmm. it's definitely doable. So, where do you fall in the caste system in Nepal? Are Nepal? you at the top, bottom, yeah, middle? At, at the top. You're at the top. Yeah, I'm lucky one. Yeah. Oh no! Way. <laughs> how? What? What are the benefits of being at the top? How do you? No, how does it affect your life? Oh, that, that, Aren't you like uh, if you're born? Can you move positions on the castle? No, no, you can't. I think not traditionally, but I think you now it's. Move, but you can come down. You cannot move up, but you can come down. <laughs> so what if it, I mean? But, but just, I, just I think there's a couple famous cases in India where where somebody from an upper caste has married someone from a lower caste, lower caste. and it, yeah, it happens. You know, uh, actually, uh, the caste system uh, they made it like this: Brahmin, Vaisyas, Sudras, and one of that I forget that. Brahmin vices sudras. The Brahmin. Uh, there was one story in um, <clears throat> in our culture. That's a real story. Like uh, one, uh, um, the god Krishna. You know Krishna? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the time of a punishment, and the Krishna he gave uh, he had to give the four people uh, who had done sins. Uh, he had to give the punishment, but he gave the uh, more than five years prison to the first uh, the Brahmin. The the top, for, yeah, top, for the top, top one, caste. he gave more than five years prison, and the second one, he gi- he just gave three years uh, prison, mm. and the third one, he gave just uh, one year prison. And they asked, 
why different uh, types of the um what do you say why, why different type of punishment for the same uh, sins right and he told me because the brahmin he is the top one mm. he know the everything what is uh, good what is bad huh. even that then he's, he he do that sin more punishment and yeah. the second one is he he's little illiterate and he don't know what to do he don't know the good and bad things so can't blame him so much yeah, yeah it's like interesting a, yeah. Huh. and what is it is it strictly monetary that like is it strictly money that separates that separates no, the the caste not the money the money only the ancestors only the ancestors not the money if you earn the money you can't uh, you can't move up move up oh okay i thought like you know if a sudra had say 10 dollars in 2007 yeah, yeah. and bought bitcoin you know and then in 2018 they sold the bitcoin and now suddenly <laughs> they they jump up in their their brahmas it's no. not uh, okay it, it depends totally yeah, it on, depends your, on your ancestor line <laughs> the main reason they are becoming poor is they are just uh, following their ancestors they are not uh, upgrading their lifestyles themselves you know ah. but but i think i mean profession. but that that in, in some ways is can be indirectly related to the first or upper class middle class lower class in yeah. our cultures where the lower class have the schools aren't as good the education's not as good the opportunities are not as good and therefore it's hard for them to move up yeah. and there's i don't think there's any interest in people right in general wanting to help you know wanting to help someone someone lower i mean look at the look at the education system in the states or the yeah. the problem neighborhoods man that's the same the same stuff over and over decade after decade of the same crime the same uh, the same problems but no one's no one's doing anything to help so yeah. if you're going to date a girl in nepal do you have to ask what her cast is first like or or her family name or how do you is yeah. is that play a factor or no or you say dad i'm getting married he says what cast is she from it, oh i forgot to ask it, it happened <laughs> it happened to me and it have a very um, bad effect in my life really yeah tell us the 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 is the main cause that why i'm like i was <laughs> yeah. why I'm here. Yeah. yeah why i came uh, to korea and uh, why i went to australia what happened Can you share that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, when I was in high school, uh, I'm a very decent guy. Very decent guy. Mm. The teacher, if they have to give an example. <laughs> decent sounds like maybe you weren't decent. <laughs> no, I'm very, yeah. He, he, he explained to me before, before we started that decent, <laughs> decent, he, he translated it as the opposite of like a, what was the? Opposite of? Uh, he said like, a, he's not a bad guy. Ooh, not the bad guy that's a decent that's a good guy a good, good guy, guy less yeah. and everything you know uh-huh. don't talk honest. Honest. Oh, sorry Di- yeah. i think the word he used was dishonest i'm not a dishonest guy i'm a decent i'm a decent, decent guy, yeah. decent guy. Yeah. and um, straight shooter no one thought that i would make a girlfriend you know it, 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 it's because not, you're a decent guy too much decent too much <laughs> <laughs> too much so decent means pure, pure. <laughs> it's, it's kind of too decent too much yeah. decent. and then uh, when i was in high school My friend, um, uh, I used to call him Kaka. Kaka means it's uncle uh-huh. uh, in our name. And uh, he had a... Uh, I'm sorry, Kaka. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, he introduced me first uh, with his um, girlfriend. Not the girlfriend, but the friend's type of girl. Yeah, and, uh, friend who's a girl. Yeah, but mm. he told me that he loved that girl. Your uh, uncle told you he loved that girl? Uh, just in a relation, he's uncle, but we are friends. Just say, really say, ah, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, we we study in the same class. And then the girl, she was very white. I'm a black guy. Huh? I'm a black guy actually. You look brown to me. Yeah. Look brown. <laughs> brown Everybody called me black. 
huh. in Nepal, my mom, my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And the girls, you, and then the girls, everyone can notice that girl, you know, because she was, she was very white. And in our school, everyone is the brown and black, something like that. So white is is good, sought after. White is a good thing, or good thing, good thing. Okay. Why bad? Why is well, I, in our in our culture, we look. I'm already brown from my summer tan. I mean, this is not. Yeah, I'm, look at this. It if white cool. is good, brown is too good. Bra- <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And then, the, actually, the kaka, my friend. He fell in love with the, that girl and he used to share me everything because uh, we were very best friends, something like that. Best friends, not something like that. We were best friends. And he used to share everything, but uh, he was a kind of um, intelligent guy. Like, but uh, he don't want to mess up his study with something, uh, some some other thing. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. He's yeah, if he's distracted focused. with a girlfriend, then he's going to lose focus on his studies. and Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then he told me, uh, he used to share everything. And he uh, asked me for an idea how to impress her, how to do like that, how to do like that. And, and one day we went to, um, what, do you, what do you say? The giant wheel? Ferris wheel. Yeah, Ferris, wheel Ferris wheel, yeah. We went there and uh, there were a couple. She went with... Um, uh, my kaka and everybody went but i was alone and the another girl she told me don't worry about that i will give support to you i'll give a support to you wrong word and uh, we went to a giant world. that was the first time i walked with a girl in my life i was how old are you how old is this this is uh, three four four years four years ago yeah, four years so ago. how, how 19, old were you 19 19 19 that time I feel very so, decent guy. Very decent guy. <laughs> that's that's why I feel so awkward. So yeah, you know, it feels like have you played that uh, the uh, sea dragon? Yeah, yeah. Something you get butterflies. Like, what do you what do you feel when you come down? Yeah, you get butterflies. Coasters, yeah. You yeah, get yeah, butterflies in your stomach. Yeah, it, it feels like that. So what happened? I don't know what happened. <laughs> I blacked out. <laughs> blacked out. Yeah, I was just. So the girl giving face. you support was from a different cast or? Well, the cast, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what uh-huh. cast. It's just the feeling, you know, what you have, a butterfly effect or something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then later on, she didn't join me up. Only that day was the last day. That was the last day, first and last day for me. And her her house was nearby the Kaka's girlfriend's, girlfriend's house. house. Yeah. yeah. And Kaka used to share me everything. And one day he told me we have to get somebody gift for her. And she, he didn't know what to take and everything. And I went him and packed up all the things and messed up, you know, the gifts. Yeah. Flower, flowers, something like that. We made mm. up something. And uh, we, went, we went to her house. She was upstairs. It was the first time we went to her house. And the Kaka, he told me, I'm very afraid. I can't do it. You just uh, go and uh, give a gift to her and come back. I went up and her mom and she was talking in the kitchen. And they haven't noticed. They hadn't noticed. I'm, I'm, I was there. I waited for five minutes. It's you there. didn't knock on the door. Never. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> That's a decent that, guy style. Is <laughs> that is that standard practice or? Uh, no, not the standard. I just wanted to give a surprise to her. Ah, <laughs> surprise him in your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I waited for five minutes. I waited for five minutes, and uh, this didn't show up. I didn't knock. I was also very afraid. I, I, I and they didn't up. notice you. They didn't notice me. Uh-huh. And I left that uh, gift uh, in the Soriac. 
<laughs> and I came outside and when we were about to go her mother they not she noticed us and she um, gave a hi to me and when we see her in the window and we live with the in a bike motorcycle yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, her, his girlfriend kaka's girlfriend he called me uh, he called not me he called him and told if you are not going uh, co- uh, coming here i won't accept that gift because it had happened before because someone uh-huh. um you know, someone they put something some kind of spell mm. you know uh, uh, they believe that in a chocolate black, or something some black like magic that. yeah black some magic. black magic and, and uh, uh, they give it to her and they, uh, they try to uh, say them uh, to make uh, love you know yeah, do, yeah. do you understand yeah, yeah okay. sure and that's wow. So you, so then you you said I'm I got to go to Australia then this is too crazy No 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 not Australia then after that slowly slowly see was feeling in love with me I didn't notice <laughs> you the, because every time I didn't uh, notice you put the black magic in there no no no, no 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 <laughs> after that incident um, every time we get together she used to call me because she couldn't handle uh, kaka you know uh-huh. his boyfriend mm. because he was too hard and he don't have a soft voice Yeah. Not like you. Yeah, you have, you have so. <laughs> <laughs> she fell. In, she was falling in love with me, but I didn't notice. Uh-huh. And the kaka, he was always try. Uh, he always tried to take me with him if he wanted to do something. So hard for either of you to to become yeah. close with the girl because you you guys are close together. And so, what was the final outcome? We fell in love, and she used to come at my home sometimes. So kaka doesn't like you anymore. No, he 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 didn't know till now. <laughs> <laughs> This is he don't breaking. So, are you still dating her now? No, he she's in Australia. She's in Australia. Yeah, is that the girl on the motorcycle? But do yeah. you are you yeah. still are you a couple now? No. Oh, now it's finished. No, there is a different story. I'm telling you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And then. Oh shit! This is why you're in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the main reason actually. And then I fe- she fell in love with me, and I started realize. We fell in love. We used to avoid the, um, the way that is in a kaka home. Yeah, we came to. We used to come around the way. way. Yeah, yeah, around other way. Ka- one day, kaka told me, "Avi, Avi, he, he called me. Ah, uh, what is in relation? What is today? I proposed her. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. After that moment, after one hour, she called me and she asked me, kaka proposed me. What should I do now?" Someone <laughs> asking advice yeah, from me. This then, sounds then, like Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, then, then only I realized, I think something, she, she, something is wrong with Kaka, and something is wrong with her because she do, she don't have to take advice from me to apply that. If and it's then, Jerry Springer, Kaka is a transgender. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like that. And I told her, I, I told her, as a friend, I can't tell Kaka is a bad guy. Kaka is very good guy. I can't tell he's a bad guy as well. It's up to you. You take your decision. And she have never replied the uh, that answer to Kaka, and he's waiting for that reply till now. <laughs> <laughs> But she's in Australia with you. She, not me. Not with me. She's in a part time in Sydney. And then uh, I fell in love with deep love. Everything okay. I skip everything. One day she came with me. Uh, my mom. I told my mom I love her like my sister. Actually, I used to, 
I used to help her everything yeah. and uh, I used to feel her like my sister mm. like my own sister and I told my mom she's like my sisters and uh, my mom my family uh, they used to invite in every festivals mm. and she used to come we had everything she gifted me a puppy she gifted me as all the things around my room and my home mm-hmm. it was like uh, her gift one day I don't know how did I tell uh, to my parents I told I love her So is they think you're going to get married? <laughs> Just listen. Yeah. <laughs> and my first uh, the first uh, first reaction of my grandfather was he started laughing. He's joking. This guy is joking. He can never love. Mm. And then my Too uncle busy. he also came in the room and he told he also started laughing and he told you're joking. Uh, that's not uh, true. Tell me that's not true. And then my mom she came and my father he was in uh, Korea. and everybody used to blame my father because he, he never he always told me he always used to tell me at your age i have a four or five girlfriends why don't you make any girlfriends <laughs> and my father my grandfather everyone blame my father it's all uh, because of you you know why uh, they were very sad because of that thing because her caste uh, is a little low caste my grandfather he was uh, how do they know her caste with the the surname surname yeah just from the name yeah oh really with surname they know the cast so they weren't saying you're joking that's their way of saying don't do it this little yeah they was doing from that day all everything is messed up my family is uh, everyone mm-hmm. they told me you don't you are not going to school now you are not going to college now uh, when i used to go college one day first of all i go to meet her and then i go college and i come back home One day, even Saturday and Sunday, I went to college by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like us when there used to be a blizzard, sunny, sunny winter day in the city, and we'd call mom and say, there's a blizzard, we got to sleep over in the city tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, uh, that day, all blackout from that day. They huh. stopped me. The, uh, they bought me a bike before. They told me, the bike is not yours now. You are not driving bike. Who who told you that? Your parents or your family? Yeah, my parents. Oh, oh, so your parents were not happy. Yeah, my parents were not happy. Because she's from a lower caste. I uh, love from lower caste, yeah. And wow. Then, but but not my father and mother. <laughs> Ben is my grandfather. So, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they didn't allow me to go college because they knew if I go outside, I would meet her. And it happens. It actually happens because wow. the whole city, yeah. there is one uh, in Kathmandu. Most of milk distributor are from my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, everywhere I walk, I used to be very careful if they are riding a motorcycle and watching me or not. Yeah. It happens. One time when I was riding more uh, Well, kind of sounds like Korea. I mean, my wife was marrying a Wigwigan was like a lower cl- lower caste system here, so my father-in-law vehemently opposed her marrying me at the beginning. And now that we're married and now we're we get along very well and I help him on the farm all the time, but I mean, I think it was the same thing. We would go to, we would only go on dates in the countryside. We would never be seen in the city because it could have some major negative effects on her life yeah. and impacts on her life. Um, but if her parents were around, we would go separate ways and we'd walk around a building, around the other side of the beach, wherever we were, just to avoid <laughs> people seeing us together yeah, yeah. because it could make some major impacts on her life if it didn't work out and get married so it's good you had a love that time so I, that that's one thing that i always give our wives credit for is that they've gone against 
the traditions and culture of their country to, to marry us, which is, that tells me any woman who's married a foreigner in Korea has a, a certain amount of uh, open-mindedness. Open-mindedness and and they're they're brave to some extent um, to challenge their cultural norms. So yeah. my wife, if she hadn't met me, uh, marrying uh, marrying a Korean wasn't uh, wouldn't even be in the cards. She just couldn't imagine herself doing all of the all of the traditional kind of. I don't know if you want to say submissive, but going to the going to the in-laws' house and yeah, depending who you marry, it's changing a lot now, yeah. and and it has changed a lot. Of the guys have changed a lot. And they're not big fans of that stuff either. But yeah, traditionally the the in laws is not a fun place. And yeah, she said she she couldn't imagine doing that, and would have much rather just been just been, lived a single life or hanging out with friends, kind of you know doing it doing it for herself. But so your f- extended family or or whatever, not your immediate family, they're kind of put the shackles on, and then you decided I'm out of here. No, I oh. I decided I would stay in Nepal because he applied for the uh, U.S. And but she didn't pass the interview, and I did apply, I did everything for that. And how did you how did you guys stay in contact without without meeting? You get you can meeting, use uh, your phones phone. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes phone. And we used to just call only the two at uh, night. Oh okay okay. Yeah, did your grandfather say, "Listen, this is not okay because she's from a lower caste," or did you just figure that out, or how did you know? Before everyone is happy, before everyone is happy, nobody knew that we are in love. And everything was good. Yeah. But the time they know we are in love, then they were very disappointed because my mother was disappointed because I told her that I uh, love her like a sister. But now you are telling you love her like a girl like a lover. Ah. Mm. My, huh. my my mother was disappointed by that. But my father, actually, my father, my uncle, my my grandfather, they were very happy that I made a girlfriend mm. first. At first. Mm. First one minute. And then they, the first one minute. <laughs> Congratulations. What's Congratulations. her name? <laughs> What's her name? All right. Finish that. Ah, huh. Interesting. So is that still common these days? Is that still very prominent in the Nepalese culture? No, not, not now. Not now. Only four years ago? Yeah. And now it's Only all changed? Now everything changed. Now everything changed because of the US and America. Why? Because of the Western culture. The influence yeah. in Nepal? Yeah. They, they never had, they, they had never thought they would be in a living relationship. Now, most of the people they are living, uh, staying in a living relationship uh, in Australia and many other countries. Yeah, mm. like that. Then after that, I had different kind of strays. You know, I stayed there for um, two, two years, and I didn't notice that I had a gastric before. But later, slowly, slowly, I had an ulcer. I know what's the reason for that. I know from inside. It's because of I can't forget her, and uh, we used to talk like that. I have different kind of imaginations and something like that. Mm. So that was a very stressful time for you. Very stressful yeah. time, and then. So then you left, or she left first to Australia. First, of all, she left us to Australia. So that's why you went there. No. Hey, <laughs> something more. Something more. I feel like I'm on the never-ending roller coaster. <laughs> she she left to Australia. Now we used to um, be in contact for sometimes. Give us the give us the speed version. Speed version, the quick okay. one. Not all. Just skip to the major points. Okay. She went to Australia, and then um, I came uh, Korea for the first time for the treatment of my ulcer. Uh-huh. Ah, okay. For the treatment of my ulcer, but uh, psychologist told me uh, just chill out, don't take any st- kind of stress. 
there is nothing any kind of ulcer it's just uh, your stress the next day when i came out to australia second day i started sleeping well everything is fine i don't have to go hospital in, in korea or australia yeah, in korea uh. in korea i don't have to go hospital but uh, before i went uh, nepal i went to the hospital yeah. because we have to it's just just yeah. for i think sometimes uh with with stress or mental health sometimes it's as simple as as talking as talking about it or or just letting it out you know when you keep when you keep everything bottled up it it really has an effect on you sure. but but talking about it letting out your feeling and then yeah. like you said even sometimes talking to a doctor one time i feel like this they they put you at ease they say hey don't worry it's just stress then you it clicks in your brain oh it is just stress yeah oh I'll be okay, you know, and then you you can slowly. It was a really hard time in Nepal that time. Mm. Too much. I used to wish if I could live like a normal people. If I you tell the Koreans this story, they're going to say it's because of the kimchi. Because of the kimchi. You <laughs> came to Korea, you saw the kimchi, and it fixed you. <laughs> <laughs> After I went back to Nepal, and then I went to Australia because I didn't get visa in America. America. I didn't want to go to Australia, and everyone. It, thought that why I want to go to Australia is because of her. Uh. But that was not the re- main reason. Because of uh, <laughs> I want to understand life. What is life? Mm. Because I, I have been feeling the whole 20 years, I'm always talking about girlfriend, going to school, coming back home, riding bike. That's it. Yeah. For more than 60 years, what do I do? I don't I didn't know. Well, you never played soccer growing up? You never... I, I played soccer. You never I helped grandpa in the grocery store? Everything. I did everything. So it sounds like you had pretty full life. No, but... Uh, what was missing? Was Lots of things was missing. Independent. I was uh, not independent. I was dependent on my family. Where does the... I, I wonder. I mean, where the where the feeling of I need more independence comes from. You know, I, I think if you grew up kind of in a in a bubble in Kathmandu, you would follow maybe your 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 father's or your or your grandpa's or your grandpa's way of way of life. What what made you feel again? Like Nate said, it, it seems like you had a, a very full life and lots of different experiences. Yeah, and being yeah. in the top cast, maybe more uh, more opportunity than than other people. Where does that that feeling of I need more. I want to experience more. Where does that come from? Is that from watching watching dad, um, you know, succeed internationally, or is that from uh, Western Western influence? That you mentioned. You mentioned the Western. what Western influence? Yeah. Other than uh, other than love love culture, what other <clears throat> what other Western influences are are there? I like the dress up. Everyone now they're getting dressed up like what Tony Yeah, yeah. The, the what? Dress up. Uh-huh. Dress up. Uh, dress style, up. fashion, fashion. Yeah, yeah. And uh, even even they're uh, modifying the culture. Like they didn't have, used to do a baby shower before. And I noticed uh, from last two years they they have started baby shower. Yeah. Doing the photography, we had a different culture uh, for that. We used to eat um, uh, beaten rice and the yogurt and. Uh, and the uh, the relatives of the girl they used to come in the home and uh, uh, make them eat and every, everything that they, they, they used to buy from the girl's home but now they have started baby shower and clicking photos ah baby showers yeah, yeah. yeah. okay okay, okay. Uh, well it's that that's just the market right industry yeah, money yeah, 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 chance to make some money and people jump on it if it mm. catches on then they got a good business is that what i'm not but it, what made you? What made you feel? Oh, I need to do more. Or what? What put what? that? That what dropped that seed in your head? For me, for me coming here, 
there was one uh, I had one buddy who was kind of kind of pessimistic or, or negative about where we grew up yeah. and until I mean I kind of took his his negative idea and made it a positive but uh, until he told me one day like man you got to really evaluate where we're living I you know I listen I love my hometown but he he kind of planted that seed in my head like man there's more to life you can get you can get out of here not again grew up in a great in a great city got great buddies and family all around but he's like there's more to life you need to you need to get out and see more and and do this and until he until he planted that seed i had never considered moving out out of my city never mind out of my country and so what was it what was the the, ter- the determining factor for you the main thing mm. was uh, it was the girl yeah it was a girl <laughs> <laughs> it was a girl because uh, she used to tell me you are never being serious even now she told she tell me when you get contact uh, she talked for one minute and then she understand i'm talking silly and she caught the phone you are you are never serious about life <laughs> you don't know what is life and um, another thing is my neighbors and my relatives mm. they told me you can't do anything you are very lazy i was too so lazy when i was born uh, i used to sleep when i was in the shower as well sleep when you're in the shower yeah i used to sleep like that my mother used to slap me, and <laughs> me <laughs> just turn the water on cold yeah. man i don't wake up <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, so this okay. is this is in the last couple of years like well you've been in australia oh. for two years no yeah two years so when you're 18 19 20 they tell you you're lazy you can't do anything or yeah yeah they, they told me you can't do anything you are very lazy you have, uh, one of my best friend uh, in nepal he told me you, you what you are now is everything because of your father mm-hmm. you, uh, yeah you can't do anything so that well, kind of inspires you to do something by yourself yeah uh, okay 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 so what was it what was it like when your father left to korea the first time i didn't know you didn't know He, he left very early and uh, before uh, be, uh, he came after five years and you he he just disappeared one day and you didn't know what happened no and we know we knew that uh, he's going outside but we haven't uh, spent lots of time with father me my sister mm. uh, the first time when he came back from korea to nepal my uh, sister he asked my mother Please tell me when he came back. Tell me who is my father. Wow. Mm. How old was she when he left? Maybe eight, nine. Eight, eight or nine. Years, yeah, mm. So that wasn't a joke. That was serious. She maybe she wouldn't recognize him. Yeah, she wouldn't recognize him because he was working all the time, or working all the time, always. Even now, he's still working. Wow. See, I like the the difference in in mindset from uh, from a Western culture, or it seems like the Nepalese culture, where. Dad, <clears throat> dad can go out and work, and there's still uh, how do you say he's doing it? He's doing it for the family, and that's kind of an accepted an accepted thing. Yeah. I think I don't know. I'm I don't know if it's my own view, but I feel like if I'm not home, you know, if I'm not home after work, or if I don't spend the weekends with the kid, I, I feel guilty. But I wonder, like uh, I, I think in the in the end, maybe the you know when the kids grow older. I mean, if you were working. Uh, afternoon shift you know kids are at school if you're working afternoons i i think at the time kids might think oh well i never see dad but ideally maybe i mean when they come when you're 20 or 22 you can look back and you don't hate dad for leaving or you you know you look at him and go like wow man he was doing this to support me and right there's that there's the the thankfulness after but maybe getting through it at a young age might be one, be one funny one funny thing is 
uh, when dad's friends he, they came uh, to Nepal before and they, he had a lot of friends from church and every Korean friends mm. and it, it feels very excited when somebody some white people come you know, <laughs> like tourists everyone uh, in our village they get gathered and when they introduce you know how they, uh, my father told them because uh, uh, he, he just uh, he was just uh, 20 if I'm 8 and uh, he may be 28 28 something years old. Mm. So I was 10 years uh, for 14 15 years old and oh your dad's your dad's only 18 yeah, only, years only older 20 than years yeah, yeah 20 years older than me and then he introduced uh, he didn't introduce me as his uh, son he he told that Korean guy that he had only one uh, sister uh, I mean sorry one daughter mm. They introduced me as a cousin brother, his <laughs> cousin brother, yeah, okay, okay. and my uh, my uncle and my other brother. Uh, they locked me inside the room. Why? So that I couldn't get to contact with them because if I get contact with them, I told. <laughs> That's my dad. <laughs> yeah, I told him that he's my dad mm. because he feel very shy because uh, no. Uh, he's shy. Yeah, he's very shy. That even in a twenty, he's twenty years old. He have a eight years old. Uh, yeah. Is that common in Nepal or no? It's common in Nepal. But yeah, for the other yeah. yeah no, but I mean that no. my parents were married very young and, and that was very My mom got married in 19. Yeah, they were, that was very yeah. common many years ago and now these developing countries it's, you know. After that, uh, uh for one year I used to call my dad and hello brother, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I used to talk with him like Well, when I came to Korea, I mean, so many people got married at 24, 25, 26 and now it's now it's almost you know, 29, 30, 31, 32. So just in the time I've been here, it's changed so much. But yeah, I think that's the, the evolution of, of countries. And, and as they develop, that's... Well, I, I had a friend at home who had a, who had a child that, I want to say 17, 18, even my brother, I think 23. Are those I, planned? No. But that's what I mean. But these guys get married and starting their family. I mean, that's that was, that was a planned thing. So I think this... A little bit different. Thinking about the the benefit, I mean, at that time we all looked at it as, oh my God, what a you know what a burden to have a have a child at such a young age. But now, now they're yeah, now you're forty two and you're free. Their kids are in high school. Everything's <laughs> everything's good. That's uh, you put the put the work in early and you can benefit later. Right? So the first time he left, you didn't know, and what what was that like? It was like he was gone for five it, it years. Was, it was like if uh, some tourist came at home. He used to just visit for some days. Yeah. After one, mm. two years, he come and he stayed 15 days. 15 days, he used to stay two days at home and 10 days at Tamil, outside. Yeah. Mm. Uh, with the other Korean guys. Yeah. And he lived home, something like that. Huh. Mm. Cool. So, did you know what he was doing here? Did you always wonder? Did you say, I want to come and see you? Or no. What's going on there? No? No. So, what about when you came the first time? What Was that your first time out of Nepal? Had you traveled yeah, that before? Was my first time, uh, no. What was I, it like when you arrived in Korea the first time? I thought if Ka- actually the Kathmandu is the very small city of Nepal, and the Ka- uh, Nepal Kathmandu is the very small uh, city of Nepal. Isn't it the biggest city? No, very small. Really? Kathmandu, yeah. Isn't How it? many people? It's the second from uh, I don't know the exact population. Kathmandu is very small city of Nepal, and the Nepal is very small, lo- more than uh, twenty-three times smaller than India. Country, sure. Yeah, country. And I thought, if Kathmandu is, is too big for me when I come to the terrace and look out, yeah. how could the Korea, how big could the Korea could be? Yeah. How big the other country could be? And if I'm getting 
uh, I had an ulcer. I told you I had an ulcer before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it it is it was very hard to eat something. Yeah. <laughs> it was very hard. Anything, yeah. yeah. Anything. And um, I got a. I was eating a dinner. Uh, not the dinner. I was eating lunch, and uh, somebody called me from the embassy. Hmm. And uh, it was very hard for, to, for me to eat. And they called me. They told me your visa has been granted. And now your visa has been granted. Oh. And I asked them twice, thrice. You sure? Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I can go to Korea, right? And they told me, yeah, yeah, sure, you can go to Korea. Then, due to happiness, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe after due to happiness, I couldn't, I couldn't add anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, awesome. Man. That's great. So, but what about what about when you arrived here? What I mean, was it the shock that you? Where did you arrive in Incheon? I arrived in Incheon. Was it the shock that you yeah. thought you would get, or what? Was it like, wow, my country is very different, or ah, oh, this is you know lots of similarities, or Te- what technology. was? Technology. I always uh, for more than two days, uh, for one days, he told me it's night here mm. because we're uh, underground in mm. the Incheon. We travel on a train, yeah, and later we travel on a KTX. He told me mm. it's night over here, and I was shocked, you know. How could it be night? Oh, it's no, so bright. Yeah, it's all bright yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And he told me we are all inside the underground. Hmm. We were inside more than uh, one or two ah, hours inside. The, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Ah. Oh, that must have been yeah, very short. Yeah. Oh, so again, I, I've never been to Kathmandu, but at night it's dark. You look up, you can yeah, see yeah. the stars. You see yeah. uh, here. Good luck. Good luck seeing the. I mean, good luck so, seeing the stars from the light or the or the pollution. What else? What else hit you when you arrived here? That and what are, what were some of the other things that you that stood out or that you remember as being wow very different? The main thing is uh, I feel very uh, relaxed. You know, um, I didn't have any kind of ulcer, mm. no disease, nothing. <laughs> else. Main thing was that that mm. was the kimchi hit you as soon as you landed. You got yeah, that think, kimchi so, cured. Uh, it. <laughs> that was the kimchi. That's why I always remember Korea. Cool. And for one month uh, I stayed here. I've never traveled alone, um, and then I started traveling alone here. Mm. And dad gave me his car. I had a freedom to <laughs> use money. Yeah, awesome. awesome. The what? What about the people? The culture? The food? I mean, if you only eaten Nepalese slash Indian food for twenty years, I mean, he used to take me. It must be a huge shock to your system, no? Yeah, yeah, huge shock. And he used to he he take me to the Korean shop. You have to eat everything. You have mm-hmm. to try everything. You have to get uh, get experience of everything. And uh, after after every sip of uh, drinks and every sip of and every bite of uh, kimchi and mm. everything, it wasn't good for me. <laughs> the taste was not good for me. And he looked to my eye and he told me, "Is it good?" And I, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Wow, that's funny. That's what your dad told us when he yeah. when he got to the factory the first time. Yeah. Listen, I just did a quick check. Kathmandu, one point five million, roughly, the biggest city in Nepal. Biggest city? Yeah. No. Pokhara, second biggest, two hundred thousand. Patan. No. Are you talking about size, land, land size, or population? Land size. Land size. Oh, land size. Uh-huh. Dude, not, not okay. population. Uh, you're going on population. Yeah. Mm. No, not population. Okay. Now so, population, it's a big. Yeah. Well, but but even one point five million in Korea is is not very big. In the rest of Asia, I mean, mm. I mean, China, Japan, Korea. I mean, yeah, we're talking 15, 20, 30, 40 million people in some of these Chinese cities, and I mean Seoul, if you count the Greater Seoul. So yeah, huge. Huge, huge, huge places. I I asked earlier about the about the Western influences in Nepal. Yeah, um, is, is there any 
Asian influence? I mean, last time your dad was here, he said he, I mean, he has the international school, but he also has the private academy that teaches Korean language. Is is the Korean no. culture, Japanese culture permeating your... He said now they're, they're dressing like K-pop gangsters yeah. now. Uh, not the K-pop. <laughs> no, my sister is she's a very big fan of uh, BTS. Oh, yeah, they're, they're world stars. But uh, is there any going around? Uh, is there Korean restaurants? or is I there, don't think there do, are lots of. Only in uh, Do people watch places? Korean drama on TV? Yeah, I know they, they watch Korean drama. The Nepal people, they are very crazy of the Korean race up and yeah. everything. That's why um, my t- my father is uh, he has started he had started a business uh, of Korean shop, fashion yeah, 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 yeah. shop actually. Right. Yes, because there is a lot of very uh, craze of Korean dramas. Right. Yeah, they u- they used to wear uh, the Korean t-shirts. Yes, uh, with the Korean guys picture. Sure. Yeah, ah. yeah. And I was gonna say I'd be more surprised if it wasn't popular there because, I mean. Now you can go anywhere in the world, and it, it's like when I was all over Africa and, and well anywhere in Africa, everybody knew the Nigerian films. Everybody knew it, and this was years and years ago when you know there wasn't internet was dial up still, and it was only the richest people who had dial up when I was there. But the Nigerian movies were bootlegged all over the continent. Yeah. Everybody knew Nigerian movies, hmm. but it seems now like the Korean dramas. I, I just saw a funny one on TV the other day advertising a program, and they were in Uganda. And the guy had asked them, do you know anything about Korea? And they started listing off all the drama stars yeah. and music stars. And the guy was That's shocked funny. at how much they knew about Korean culture. And they were a couple old ladies farming in the middle of Uganda. And yeah, I, these days I think they've done such a good job of exporting that Hallyu culture. Sh- it's everywhere. A shock to me when I was, uh, okay, that's probably ten, eight eight years ago maybe, when I was training in, in Samui. When I went to the gym, the... Before I got to my final gym, we were training in like a temple kind of thing while the gym was being built. Finally, we moved into the new gym and they turned on the, like, hey, we got the new the new uh, music system in and they turned it on. And dude, they were playing K-pop for the first yeah. three days. I went, I just left Korea, man. I don't want to, I want to listen to something else, you know. And all, all of the trainers and the trainers' wives, Brian, you're from Korea. Did you see Momomo drop? No, I, I, I didn't see that. Oh my God! And they were so into it. That's a, that was like a, a regular around. You know, you're you're eating lunch, and that's what they were uh, what they were discussing. Man, it was wild. Well, when I was living in Ghana, West Africa, there, and the funniest the funniest ones that I'll never forget is these guys would finish working out with cinder blocks and tree logs, <laughs> and they they'd get in their car and they'd say, "Hey, I'm going here," or they're driving a taxi as their part time job. And they would turn on the thing and they would start blasting Celine Dion. And, and I thought that was the funniest thing ever. These big, big, strong guys. And, you know, they're, they're kind of tough and they want this tough guy image. And they get in their car and they blast Celine Dion. I thought, wow, if the guys, if the African-American or African-Canadian guys at home, you know, who, who play the role, if they could see these guys, no Tupac, no Snoop Dogg, I mean, Celine Dion. And I went, <laughs> it just blew my mind. But you... Even here, man, you hear Brian Adams in the taxis oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mariah Carey, and I go, really, a sixty-year-old, you know, you know, Korean grandpa likes Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's funny, man. But that's awesome. I'd, I'd be surprised now. Even the lady at the baseball game last night, Brian and I were at, she says, "Oh, I'm L.A. Dodgers, L.A. Dodgers, Yu Hyunjin," and before he went there, she had no idea who the L.A. Dodgers were, but. 
Yeah, slowly the Koreans are excelling in, in different parts and different fields, and they've really done a really good job of, yeah. you know, penetrating the foreign cultures and lots injecting of, a little bit of Korean. Yeah, even in Australia, there are lots of Korean now. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, sure. My every owner, my every manager, they are Korean. Even now, the world. Really? Yeah, every <laughs> man is there, Korean. Jesus. Wow. The uh, growing up, uh, again, now that Koreans are, are making their way, or I mean, you have some Western influence, some some Korean or some uh, some Asian influence. <clears throat> when you were young, maybe like you said, now everyone looks up to BTS, or they're the they're the the cool guys on the block. Who were your role models growing up? Were they were they Nepalese? Did you? I mean, were you watching uh, Hollywood movies, thinking um, Bollywood? Okay, yeah, no, but uh, I was gonna say like we're. I mean, clearly we grew, he's never been to that region. We, uh, I mean, we grew up watching Sylvester Stallone or, or Schwarzenegger, dreaming of being the, dreaming of being the the hero or, hero. or play, playing the hero role. What about for you guys growing up? Did you idolize sports stars or were they Hollywood actors? Or were they? Who, Sorry, who, let me just, let me just interject. One, did you watch a lot of Bollywood movies? Yeah. Did you ever see me? <laughs> no, I was I was in a movie in New Delhi called Colors of Passion. Oh, I was an extra. New Delhi, Bombay, Bombay, right? Is it, Mumbai was where the bombings were. Uh, Cafe Leopold. No, in Mumbai was where the bombings were, the terrorist bombings. Oh yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah. before and that's where they used to get all the extras from. And I read it in the guidebook, and I stayed there. And sure enough, we got asked by three or four different people yeah. to come and be extras. And they drive you outside of Mumbai, and you go. And I was before, I was a police sheriff. And none of the costumes would fit me was the problem. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. The movie's called Colors of Passion. Listen, Colors before, passion? before uh-huh, you otherwise. before you came, we, he was telling me that, uh, you know, growing up, we started talking about the education and, and he said there was a, a lack of sex education. And he thought <laughs> on some level that that porn was illegal in the in the in the world. So there's almost zero chance of him watching your movie Colors of Passion <laughs> with, you, with you being there. This was this was an old an old movie. It was a it was a a British. I think when the, when the British had come to India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I went from being a sheriff riding a horse. The costume wasn't big enough to be becoming a, a merchant, you. a merchant in the market or something. So, but yeah, I was I was I spent three days there as an extra making a movie. Uh, called Colors of Passion for <laughs> I, I will watch it now for the Bollywood yeah <laughs> Colors of Passion Colors of Passion anyways Point back to the resume. I just thought maybe you maybe he's gonna say Nate was one of my role models if he saw me in the movie there. <laughs> yeah obviously I'll say you gotta buy a horse yeah. <laughs> anyways yeah who, so anyways back to your your yeah, role models or who? My, my role models I don't say the role models but uh, I always look forward to be a Bollywood hero Salman Khan you know Salman Khan yeah you very know, very famous. The three Khan, Salman, Saro Khan. Mm. Uh, you know the recent movies. Uh, yesterday it was released. Yesterday, Bharat, the movie. Borat, I know Borat. Bharat. <laughs> <laughs> Bharat. No. Bharat? Nate, actually, no, I, don't, I don't follow Bollywood movies that Nate, much. No. But no, Nate wore Borat. Bathing suit last week at the water park. No, dude, you were wearing that in Colors of Passion. Like that. <laughs> One of the Colors of Passion. No, was, when <laughs> when I was there, <laughs> I follow. I, I followed and got to know a lot of the the actors, and because it's so it's huge, it's everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the posters, the advertise, it's huge, and I really I really learned a lot while I was in that region, but. Um, no, these days, I mean, I, I don't follow it, so I don't know about this new movie. Maybe, maybe you'll feel lucky to be an actor in Hollywood, but you won't feel lucky to be an actor in Bollywood. Even if you are walking mm. in a street, 
thousands of people they are following you and yeah, like driving yeah, your car yeah, and yeah. Yeah. if you like someone try yeah. to kill you yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that that used to uh kind of, i i can't imagine do it walking around in uh in india but walking around here it, it was so strange for me i mean coming from canada where i'm just the the average the average guy with a shaved head and And just jacked muscles. No, the uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just the average guy walking down the street. But you know, when you come here, people look or come and talk to you, and then you you feel special at first. You go through a period where you feel like, oh, this is annoying. But you just you come to accept it. But I couldn't imagine doing it. You know, walking down uh, walking downtown. In, yeah, uh, if, if you would be celebrated, very big celebrate if you walk down for 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> they would think the Nabi Dijal has lost his weight. So, so if not any famous, did you look up to your father a lot or uncles or like I said, there's no no cricket stars or or anybody that you I, I looked up like, to? I don't like cricket. No, cricket is the foolish game for me. Watched by the foolish person and played by the most foolish person. Oh, you're not making friends at that stage. Eh? <laughs> just, just for me. You of know course, why? yeah. You know why? Because uh, if they hit the ball, uh, we can't see the ball. In a camera, they have to show the ball. Even the, if they are showing in a camera, moving camera, mm. uh, we have to spot that ball. Where is that ball? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Watching is very foolish. So uh, I always wondered the when I think about sport, yeah. I always think you know in again with a with a martial arts background, I always think intensity and and endurance and you know it, it's a it's a fixed period of time where you're just you're, you're giving your all and then that's the, and then the game is over but i always found it funny that cricket lasts for i'm not knocking it but cricket uh, one game can hours last three, days weeks can, yeah can last for three days and <laughs> they they play a little bit stop for tea you know have a little sandwich yeah, yeah. and then they, and then they resume the okay your dad mentioned an interesting point to me i'm curious to hear your take on it um Leaving Nepal, coming to Korea the first time was a big eye opener. Yeah, yeah. What was it like when you arrived in Australia? Wow, this is the same as Korea, or was that another big eye opener for you? T- t- till month, I thought Korea is far much better than Australia because it was a very big relief land for me after I had an ulcer. That's why <clears throat> when I went to Australia, it was. Uh, It was normal because uh, I stayed with my cousin brother over there in a family. We had uh, we have eight members in a family over there. And they're all Nepalese. Yeah, all Nepalese. Uh, all, Is Kaka there too? It's all relatives. What? Is Kaka there? Kaka, yeah. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, Kaka. Okay, okay. <laughs> Not the Kaka. Wow. And then I hadn't uh, worked. I hadn't had any job before in Nepal. Slowly, slowly, I started. Working in a truck. Yeah, I used to deliver egg uh, in the in whole Nepal city, or city. in in, in city, so Australia. Yeah, in Sydney. Okay. And then I joined in a. F- Your job was delivering eggs. First, the cool. first job was delivering eggs. Another job was uh, cleaning. I'm still working in that age care. And the third job uh, was. Um, Which age care? Age care. Like cleaning. old folks home. They they had a spinal cord injury injury, and. Uh, ah. Working. So are they all paralyzed? Yeah, all paralyzed. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to do cleaning there, and the third job was uh, kitchen hand, kitchen hand in the Italian restaurant. <laughs> Spicing my meatballs yeah. with the masala. <laughs> These meatballs taste like masala. <laughs> After I worked there for um, one month, I never went to a restaurant. Like uh, I used to do a kitchen hand. Um, five o'clock my work starts, and till twelve thirty. I just do the kitchen and uh, doing was boom 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 boom. I, d- I don't have any one minute to eat yeah. for mm. that. And then after I finished uh, 12:30, I 
uh, I had to catch one uh, night bus. Uh, if I missed that night bus, I, I would have to wait for more than two hours. Uh, so you're working from 5 p.m. until 12.30 yeah, at night? Yeah, okay. uh, at first. And then I catch a night bus. Uh, I reach home at 1 o'clock and boom, 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 I eat dinner at uh, 1.30. Oh, I thought you meant something else. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. boom. Yeah. <laughs> I met Kaka's I girlfriend. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and then the, I stay, uh, sorry, and I sleep at 1.30 and I woke up 3 o'clock. I woke up three o'clock. Uh, I had uh, to start another job, uh, cleaning job in the university. I would ha- I have a breakfast and then have to catch a train. For after one hour, I went to that um, university and I worked three hour. And eight o'clock, I come home. I eat ten. Um, I eat lunch. Yeah. And ten to uh, two, I sleep and I can same start uh-huh. once and again and again. Welcome again. to real life, sir. So this made Australia better than Korea. No, not that. No, not that <laughs> makes Australia worse than Korea for me. Uh-huh. <clears throat> because you, I've always relaxed in Korea. I've never worked in Korea. That's why it feels good for me. But if I start, it's, a, it's a place here. It doesn't yeah. feel like that. It's a place of healing, right? You yeah. came. I think you've associated your the recovery from <clears throat> your, from your ulcer to, yeah. to living here or being relaxed. But but I mean, physically or culturally, when you got to Korea, you said you know that it, you were even when you were in the undergrounds, there were so many lights, and <clears throat> Dad has to tell you this is nighttime. But why is it so bright? In Australia, is it Korea is known as the Bali 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 culture? Australia is probably a little more laid back, maybe. Yeah. Or was there any culture shock in that way, or did you f- whatever Korea Australia doesn't matter? They're not doesn't Nepal. Matter. They're very different. Yeah. And one day, um, my, my friends and cousin brother in Australia they told me never tell that you are doing a kitchen hand in here because in our country. Uh, even we have a party and everything. I told you uh, the top level, down mm. level, and down level. All the kitchen hand works. The down level, they do the kitchen hand works. The sudra? Yeah, sudras, right. Mm. And uh, I told my grandfather. Uh, <laughs> grandfather, <laughs> grandfather called me. Yeah, how are you? How, how is life there? And yeah, it's good. Uh, because it was uh, just starting. I started work. Uh, everything was good because I started earning money. The first money, I sent it to my mother. I feel so good that... Oh my God, my my, my, mother, my my mother cried. Yeah, and then my, my grandfather asked me, "What are you doing there?" I told him, "I'm doing a kitchen hand." And he told, uh, "You're joking, not a kitchen yeah. hand." <laughs> and I told, "No, we are doing a kitchen hand. There is no discrimination at work here. Everybody's same." And he told me, "Please don't do kitchen hand over there. <laughs> if you are doing a kitchen hand, come back to Nepal." Tell him you make fifteen dollars an hour. And then he'll tell, oh, do kitchen hand. Do extra <laughs> okay, work. be the manager, kitchen yeah, manager. Kitchen manager. Dishwashing supervisor. Yeah. Did you did you say for a while you couldn't eat at a restaurant after? In an Italian restaurant. Why? Because you ate so much Italian food or because no, you saw... Because I worked there for um, more than eight hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I couldn't eat that with the smell in the kitchen hand yeah, and yeah. everything. I had, uh, I worked in restaurants you know through uh through high school and and university and i always until i'd say even five years after i finished working i could never sit down and fully enjoy in a restaurant i and i i still do it now i'm watching every you know I, i worked in every every position in the restaurant and i watch everyone like i'm looking at the bus boy or the like the the table cleaner and i'm thinking oh i remember when i did that 
and I and I kind of I feel kind of how or I'm, I'm trying to think about how he feels or the the waitress or, yeah, the, yeah. or the the server, you know. And that's I, I could never fully relax in a restaurant thinking about all of the work that is that is going into preparing my meal, and and I kind of felt guilty that I'm not helping out in in any way. I don't know. It's a weird. That's why you're supposed to tip twenty percent. Yeah. <laughs> Best part of Korea, no tipping. Something I don't miss. No tipping. No tipping here, no. You don't tip. Yeah, you don't. You no. don't give tips. Yeah. I only guy, tip at your dad's restaurant. Yeah. Only yeah, only only in <laughs> Namaska. Only in Namaska? Yeah. But those guys are all my brothers now. I know all those guys. Yeah. They don't tip. They, they, tip they take now. care of my kids like they're I, their nieces and I think man, at home I I think tipping is a tipping culture is good, but the mandatory the expected tip is the is the one that uh bothers me. You know, I've I've had I've had service you know less than less than good service and you know the waitress lazily i keep saying waitress but the server i don't know i can't remember his male or female you know they they eh, what do you want today do you want alcohol do you want a drink and i think of the 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 thought is at home if you're not drinking maybe you're not going to tip if you're going out for dinner or a date your your tip's going to be low and and then i think that translates into in the subpar service no i don't know i've, I've had some less than less than favorable service in my in my hometown i don't know i, I just think in, in some cases tipping's not i i don't think they deserve a tip or that i should be tipping but it's, sure uh, absolutely but it, it's mandatory and, and uh, where is it mandatory in canada what do you know? no it's not it's canada, it's mandatory. Dude, you got, dude if i get shitty career, service i don't tip dude they're career servers a lot of them. you you both from canada right? yeah a lot of them but if they don't say, if they don't serve well I, I don't tip them yeah if Dude. the food's good, I don't mind. I've I've walked into the kitchen before and said, "This is for the chef." Yeah. The food's good. The service is horrendous. Yeah. But if the, I mean, listen, growing up in the falls, man, there's a lot of career people who make their that's their bread and butter. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you just show up. Tips. You just show up and get the money. You still got to do the work. If but you're if the garbage are, man and you spill half the garbage, you're going to lose your job. You don't uh, get. I think it's different because they. What do you call it? It's the it's the owners of the restaurant, man. That they're they're paying the they're underpaying the underpaying their servers. Based on based on right, they so they should so they should tip. provide good service, and that's what you, that you got to work for. In in Florida, my parents have a, or had a winter home in Florida, and I think the the servers are are paid three dollars and and something an hour, mm. which is incredibly low. I mean, it's twenty nineteen. How can they possibly pay them that small? But the service is absolutely phenomenal. The service is amazing there. And I've been two or three times, and every time we've been to a restaurant, the service is fantastic compared to home. Where most servers are still getting minimum wage, at least are they not? Yeah. So I mean, in America, in America, it's it's way less than minimum wage because, and that that in return gets you really good service. So if you're making, I remember at home Moxies or Kelsey's or yeah. some of those places, and some of them you get good service and some you don't. I have no problem telling someone, listen, this 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 and this we're not good today. I'm sorry, and that's why I'm not tipping. I got no problem with that. The best part now going home is if it's terrible service, usually I'm with my wife and kids at home, my wife just gets her credit card and she pays and she writes zero for the tip if she thinks we didn't get good service and they just think it's a cultural thing. Oh, maybe she's she doesn't speak English well or when they take her order and she stumbles (laughs) and then she goes to pay the bill and they think, ah, she doesn't understand our culture or something maybe. But if I'm ever embarrassed or, or, or don't want to say it, then sometimes I just give her the card and... She has no problem putting zero because she doesn't understand why we should give tips. Yeah. So I try and explain that culture to her, but 
I mean, it, it's still it's a bit, very big cultural difference between I wonder tip, east and west. Tipping culture back home, I heard it's uh, again. I haven't lived home in twelve years, but I heard people tip the the guys who pump gas. They tip the sure everybody. Sure, if you give good service, but that's the thing. Why would you tip a server for mediocre service when the mailman comes in minus forty and delivers your mail every morning? Or the garbage man, or the, I mean, it's all the service industry. Yeah. So why wouldn't you tip See, that, those guys as well? Grow, growing up, I never, my brother's a, a mail carrier. I, I never considered, well, I, that, that wasn't even part of my. But we used to deliver newspapers. We got tips for delivering newspapers as kids. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. But I didn't, I didn't deliver newspapers, but I never thought, yeah, I don't know if my parents did growing up, but I, that was never part of my thing. Like, oh, maybe I should tip the mailman, but he gets the Tim Hortons cards or, or whatever for, uh, for his, um, you know, for around around Christmas yeah. time, is that everyone kicks in, you know, kicks in a little bit. You know how tips works in Nepal? If you give a tips to somebody, mm. then the owner knows. Oh, this is a rich guy. That's yeah. it. The main the main thing you give tips is now you are getting. Let them know that you are a rich guy. Uh, yeah. That's it. What in I don't know the what's the currency in rupee? Is it rupee? Rupee. 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 Yeah. How much is a an, an average meal? Would it be like? Five dollars. It's, it's, it's very, it's very cheap. No, five dollar. Yeah. That's too much. But now it's five dollar. But oh. you can get everything in one dollar before. Okay, okay. So say if two, a meal, two dollar. Okay, so if a meal, say you go for a very nice meal, it's five dollars. How much would yeah. you tip? Would you tip an extra dollar? Or would you yeah, tip fifty cents? It doesn't exist. Uh, only the richest guys. Yeah. <laughs> only guys from color of passion yeah. have enough color money. To passion, <laughs> <right>. So, <laughs> listen. You said you're working three jobs now. Three jobs, right? In a, in Sydney? Now two. Two. So did you get time? You got excused time to come on vacation for a month? Yeah. So what are you, what are you doing with the money? Why are you working so much? You said to pay school fees, but surely you must be making more than your school fees. You're only studying two days a week. I work uh, in AHK, and I work in a factory for the eight hours uh, night job. I own like something like the thirty five hundred dollar for a month, something like that. What is the minimum wage? Minimum wage. And the base rate is eighteen dollar per hour. Eighteen. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're rich. It's, it's monster, but you better start tipping. Really? Holy eighteen. Shit. Yeah. That's the base rate. Actually, if you work Sunday, you get forty dollar per hour. My, your dad told me you had some jobs where you're getting up to forty. Yeah. Yeah, but just for three hours. Yeah. Well, that's Jeez. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's but that jobs. You know how did I get injured in that job? I told you I was working in healthcare as a cleaner before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to get a certificate to be an RN or some personal care assistant. Nurse assistant, yeah. 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 But I didn't get any certificate. But your dad told me the manager or the boss thought you were really good and really diligent yeah, in yeah. your work and he kind of gave you some promotions there. And, and he, he, he gave me the job of a personal care assistant. I told him that my when my grandmother was had a cancer, I had, I did uh, I used to help in every stops and I used to take care of her. And then they gave me a job in a personal care assistant. But I... I thought uh, I would get in that job because it's easy. Because every time I see the, all the personal care assistants walking in the corridor. And but your father told me you're really earning your money there for personal care assistance. Yeah, I'm, I'm earning. That. And then, you know. Dude, 120 first, bucks for three hours on a Sunday? Yeah, I used to Sunday. break my balls on Sunday morning, go in and cook in and clean in. Man, I was in like yeah. eight, eight bucks an hour. Jeez, that's, that's, not a bad, uh, that's not a bad gig, man. So what do you... What do you Doing all the money, it sounds three thousand five hundred a month sounds paying, like a and living it's very living with eight friends. I mean, your matter. rent it, seems pretty reasonable. Australia, it doesn't matter. You're living with eight friends or the twelve friends. What the price is still expensive. It's still expensive. They pay it's by the expensive. you pay by the room, right? Yeah, I mean, when my per, per person, even when 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 was in, uh, we have a, a common friend. 
when he was there, he I think he was renting a room with with his girlfriend there, and that was still three hundred a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, even we are eight uh, people in a house. I have to pay uh, hundred ten dollars per week for rent. Yeah, that's for reasonable. For, yeah. I think that's reasonable, especially in Sydney. So, what do you what do you do? Are you saving any money, or all the money is just for school fees? Can't be. No, not not only for the school fees. I'm saving on. I saving money. I'm sending it Nepal to my father, to my mother, uh, to do the households and everything. Is that is that traditional customs in Nepal? If you if you go abroad, you would send your money home. I know your father told us that he used to send lots of money home to his yeah, father. That's a traditional culture as well. I'm trying to support my father as well. I'm very proud of him and what he's doing. Good. And I think we have the same type of mentality. Yeah, mentality later on. Yeah. Yeah, like um, opening an aged care or orphanage. Yeah. Yeah, to open an, a healthcare yeah, facility or an orphanage. So yeah. he told me that he was proud of you that you you were able to save enough money to pay for your own way here and pay for your tickets and pay for everything to get here. Yeah. You the, oh, you yeah. paid your own way here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. good everything. for you, man. Well done. Well, when I meet you first time, uh, you told me you you thought that you were lazy. Was yeah, I told you you were lazy. I'm just like your grandpa and your uncles. Yeah, you were lazy. <laughs> Everything you had was because of your father. father that was true. Yeah. That was true. Hundred percent. That was true, right? Well, yeah, yeah. How many? Three years ago. Three years ago. I told you to get your ass in gear, start getting serious, and I told you the same this time. I'm impressed that you're working, and you paid your own way here. I was I was glad to hear that because that's what you should be doing. And your father told me that he wants you to focus on your studies, but you're more interested in, he thinks you're only interested in money because now you see that money is valuable and you're not sure what your studies are going to lead to. But the same thing, I said, more than sending him money is help him with, you know, this generation of technology, build him a website for the school, get him on Instagram, make him promotions for the restaurant. That's stuff that should be natural for, for people your age and, and probably challenging for him and his age when he's got so many things going on so now you took one step now it's time to take another step yeah what age what age do you think it's appropriate or, or good to to tell a kid to get his ass in here his age when he came here when he came <laughs> what do you want to do i don't know i don't was know uh, i was i was flip i mean i had a uh, I was pretty diligent with with exercise or or working or whatnot, but until I came here, I didn't hit that that extra gear. Or I didn't. I think as soon as kids the want the material items, as soon as you want a handphone or new shoes or whatever, my parents had five kids. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm yeah. not materialistic. Yeah, <laughs> that's dude. Your dad. Yeah, but I see your crocodile gold diamond plated crocodile tooth on your necklace there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's number one cast for sure. After the, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny, after the podcast, uh, me and your dad, I dropped him off at the restaurant after, and he was telling me the the biggest concern in life is materialism. I mean, for all of the businesses he runs and all of the things that he's involved in, he said that the thing that makes him kind of not sleep at night or the thing that really bothers him deeply, I think he used shoes as an example. He said the this this guy here, or, you know, any any kid, he buys the expensive shoes, yeah. not because he wants it, not because he worked hard because and bought them, but because he thinks well, the other person the will, will, will look and, and say... Yeah. Uh, and say, "Oh, that's nice," or or whatever. And he thinks this is a you know a big a big problem in the world. And I, I totally agree. I, even more than eighty percent now, uh, they're going Australia, uh, not because of their own will, because of the their parents, because of the relatives, because of their friends. Mm. I came to Australia. The main, main main reason was because of my friends. 
I used to dream my every friends is outside they are doing well everyone is doing well mm. I am not doing anything I'm not even uh, accomplishing my certificate Yeah yeah I, I lived out the college when I was in Nepal after high school I joined the, I told you I joined the photography and videography course mm. I didn't complete it I wasted yeah. it Okay. I joined the PT, the engineering. Who, who paid for that course? My father. <laughs> you see, this is this is what it is. When I went to school, even if I had been drinking till four in the morning, I was paying for my own. I worked every single summer to pay my tuition because we had five kids and my parents couldn't afford to send five kids to university. We were taught from a very young age and those those values were instilled upon us that if you wanted something, you got to go out and work for it. And I used to hate seeing kids like you in school who would come you know, once every two weeks and say, hey, Nate, can I borrow your notes? I, I missed the last three classes. But their parents were paying. Yeah. And they had a car and they, they didn't care because they they didn't take anything seriously. I used to hate that. I was, I, I'm exactly between both of you that, you know, no no days off in the summer. Kids, oh, it's summer vacation. And I think, oh, now I have to work twice as much to, to pay for school. Yeah. But because I was working during the semester as well, I was coming and saying, "Hey, can I borrow your notes?" And thanks to everyone who uh, who kicked in. That's a, I <laughs> but have done it all well. my brothers and sisters had jobs growing up and all through university. And we we used to have four of us at the university at the same time, and we drove four different cars because we all went to different jobs after. And we'd leave at nine in the eight thirty in the morning, and we'd get home at ten o'clock at night because we'd all go to school after school. We'd all go to our jobs, and then we'd all go home. But we were we were very Taught to be independent from a very young age. Mm. And back to your question, I think as soon as the kids start asking for stuff that's not the regular, you know, uh, a new pair of pants for school or shoes because they're worn out, once they start, they wanting to be consumers, then you say, now it's time that you start getting your ass and you're doing something. So it's one thing if you're helping out in the grocery store and, and helping out, you know, around in, in your dad or your grandpa or uncle's business. And that's kind of, you don't get a monetary salary, but you do get, you know, provisions or whatever. You get but skills too as well, sure. man. That and my parents like, always told you, you got a roof over your head, you got clothes and you got food. Yeah, Don't ask for anything else. You want something else? Go work for it. At a young yeah. age, it's, I think it's hard to, it's hard to understand them. And until you move away and, and are really, you know, thrown into... Uh, thrown into the mix you don't yeah you, so you don't understand so now being stuff. in australia you must understand or you must start to know but there's still a lot of people who would say hey dad i need more money i need more money send yeah, the money uh, lots of lots of people and and lots of my international students in korea say hey mom and dad send the money send the send money, money send, send the money around. they don't work i ask them all the time why don't you guys work none of you guys have jobs of most students the most that have do have jobs are the international students but a lot of them still don't and they just count on their parents. There are lots of Central Asian students, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Kazakhstan, Mongolia. They're from richer families in those countries, and their parents can afford that. But I, I think they're cheating their kids by not making them learn you know, to do it on their own. So, mm. yeah, I think that's awesome that you're doing that, and I think it's time to step up again. And, and learn. that's why I, I try and coach you a little bit and tell you how you can help out yeah. your father's businesses. you got time instead of playing on your phone there's other things you can do especially with the internet connections i now. like i like too that you made the decision to go to australia by yourself you that was it wasn't your dad coaching you and oh yeah. you should do it, you should do it because we the college that we work at <clears throat> if you ask a lot of, a lot of the students why did you choose this major why did you choose that major well my grandpa said it's a good safe job well why why yeah, do you want to why do you want to be a nurse why do you want to be this well my mom said it's a good job but what do you want to do? You know, like it's, uh, and I think going down the, 
you know, fast forward 20 years or 30 years, I think a lot of those kids, if you're not making those decisions by yourself in 20 or 30 years, you're going to look back and, and resent your parents for, for pushing you into the, into the safe job or kind of what they thought was what they thought was best. Whereas if you made the decision by yourself. But I think that's everywhere, right? I mean, that's, mm. that happens all over. Mm. Doctor, lawyer, dentist, and then, you know, at home it was go to, go to teacher's college because there's so many teacher jobs. And then when the guys graduated, there was no jobs. Mm. And now there's a huge surplus of teachers. Yeah. So working all these hours and, and sleeping at weird times and short periods of the middle of the night and waking up at three in the morning, what do you do for fun? Do you have any free time? Do you, you said you live with some cousin brothers there. Do you hang yeah, out? Do you get to yeah. go out and party and have fun? I know you have the motorcycle. Do you, do you get to go out and ride a lot or is that just to commute to work or what do you do for fun? I used to ride it uh, on a highway before in Australia, but uh, I didn't have one looking glass. I was riding an M4. Well, you had a one what? Looking glass. What do you mean the back mirror? Uh, no, the front mirror in a bike. Yeah. yeah. Looking glass. Rear view. Yeah. <laughs> Looking glass. Looking glass. Yeah. I didn't have the one on the right side. I was crossing the lane. One bike came, uh, one car came on fr- from that side. He nearly tossed me. Oh my God, I feel same like that butterfly effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's what happened to me today on the way here. <laughs> Except yeah. the guy hit me. <laughs> After that day, I stopped riding in the hi- highway. I just go to work for 10 minutes, come back under 10 minutes because yeah. it saves my money. Uh, it's very cheap riding. Saves time. Like and convenient. When I, I was telling you too, when I was here early, driving from class to class to class or, or school to school, it was it was impossible. If I wanted to 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 really work, I needed the, needed the bike to, you know, kind of cut between cars. But after the accident, I, was, I, I explained this to him earlier, but, you know, during my kickboxing days or whatever, do you feel invincible? You you get low kicked or punch in the face. You're like, oh, this yeah. doesn't hurt. <laughs> Listen, when you get hit on a motorcycle and you're flying you through the air, you feel it's the same. It was almost the same feeling as you know being on the on the high floor during the earthquake. You just feel like, oh my, like I, I'm nothing. I could I could be extinguished. I got to change my name to a Venus, is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Indestructible. 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 Yeah. Have you ever experienced the earthquake? Yeah, yeah, here. Maybe. Yeah, not here? not like the ones in Nepal, no. But here I, we've had a few. I was in yeah. Nepal that that time. Good. How old were you? Must have been young. Just a, not young. Just two or th- three years ago. Three years. The really yeah. big. The really big one. When I, when the I really big one was only three years ago. Yeah. When yeah. I read back. It seems like six or seven years already. Yeah. Three. Not the six. Uh huh. Yeah, three or four years ago. That time you understand life when it, you get that up. Sure, it flashes before your eyes. Yeah. You're lucky to be alive every day. Sure. You know the new mom? Yeah, Nimal. yes. Her, her, her daughter? Yes. She and uh, her uh, his uh, Passed mother, away. Mother. They were all buried up in the our house. We, we used to stay in the same house. I took out her daughter with my own hand. Then I feel, what? Money is nothing. Sure. Money is nothing. Money is something now, but yeah. not everything. Yeah. Main thing is the life and the relatives. If you but don't have family and health, you no have family, nothing. Right. You have to, you, you should have a good relation with the people. It affects everything. I used to think, I'm just a human. I'm just a human. I couldn't do everything. But now I've started thinking, I'm a human. Only one species that can think and learn yeah. very mm. quickly. That's why, the, that's the main thing I have changed. I'm being too much spiritual nowadays. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm following Sadhguru. You know, he's, a name, <laughs> uh, he's an Indian uh, spiritual person yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm understanding life now. I'm very proud that I'm in Nepal and I'm very proud of my father. Mm. He, ne- he, he never scolded me, 
like a father. When I need, he he used to. Because you're almost like the same friend. age. <laughs> <laughs> Now the, uh, the morning, the taxi driver he told me that's your he's your friend or what? And I told him he's my father. He told me, you're joking. I get the, the the word you're joking always. Yeah, well, he looks very young still, right? I mean, yeah, the, the Asians age very graciously. Um, has that had a lasting impact on you? That earthquake and you know that would have been your cousin. Yeah, Nirmal's daughter would have been yeah. your cousin, right? Yeah. So, did that have a lasting impact on you? Lasting effect on you? Always. My uh, maternal uncle, uh, he made one song as well in that. That that time that time was a very hard time in Nepal. We stayed outside in a tent for more than one month, <laughs> and uh, outside in a tent. Here is my house. I stay nearby house. We stay nearby house. But we have one good thing is we had a TV. <laughs> <laughs> and and you guys lost several family members in that earthquake. Lost uh, near near our village. Uh. We lost uh, more than twenty people's children and everything. Everybody has a different story. We went to uh, we went to uh, my 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 mother's house is uh, nearby my house. I mean the mother's family house. Family house. Yeah, it's very near. And my father told me if I told my cow is um, outside the um, <laughs> my cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He used to like even our cow is outside the outside in the field. Uh, my father he told my our cow is outside in the field. You take it and put it on the inside the home and. It is so much near from there, yeah. and we went uh, up uh, um, in my uh, mother's family house. Lots of people. Every I have never seen a people dead in, in front of my eyes. Yeah. So many people, more than twenty-eight people in a day. People are visiting everywhere. Nothing. And that time, India. You know the why the people nowadays um, don't like India, because at that time uh, the India government they block all the uh, they the had blockages in the border. Yeah. yeah. Right. Drinks, no, everything. Right. That's that's right. Close the border, yeah. Dude, life is so. Well, oh, is there you go. It gives you perspective. That's what I always say. It's perspective. You, you can look at everything in two ways, right? In a good way or a bad way. You can, you can take it how you want. But perspective is everything. It's wild to to think about the the things we complain about. The Wi-Fi doesn't reach my bedroom. Yeah. Oh, my phone has low battery. Oh, this <laughs> or that. Like, oh, it's raining today, and the, there's no taxi. God, they like. There's there's so many there's so many things that yeah. Uh, so what is what does the future hold for you? Where do you plan to? You, how long do you have left in your studies? And what your your father's between Korea and Nepal? Mom, I assume is going back to Nepal as well. What are your plans for the f- near future, distant future? Uh, uh, after one year, I'll get a degree studying IT. After that, uh, I will study. Uh, dig- I will study another subject, not the IT, because I'm not too much interested in IT. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you changed to only go two days a week. Yeah, because I didn't apply Australia just uh, to study IT. Yeah. Every more than eighty percent, more than not eighty percent, hundred percent students from Nepal nowadays they apply just for a visa. They go to uh, agents and tell, uh, okay, uh, which subject uh, they have a uh, PR, uh, mm. and they tell da, 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 this option, three options. Okay, you have to choose one subject, and which subject it's very easy. They tell this subject. Okay. Whatever gets the permanent residency. Yeah. yeah. So they have no intention of coming back to Nepal. No one. So they, among your among your friends and colleagues, are lots of them abroad, or most of them still in Nepal? Lots of them abroad, and um, even the, they are studying in high school. They will apply for the visa. They are uh, wow. just one year mm-hmm. ago. Okay. What what kind of jobs can they 
assume to get in in Nepal? Nepal? Or is yeah, there no a, jobs? Or you can't imagine jobs after high school, after degree. Even now, the one who have done PhD, they are striving for the jobs. So, so making your own business or creating your own business is would be a, an option, or or for you, I guess, piggybacking off your dad's ventures. No, I, I, I would obviously help my ba- in my dad business. Uh, I would better look forward to open one uh, HKR. In Nepal? In Nepal. Only for the top class No, no, cast. not like that. Everybody? If possible, if I get money, if I get rich, I will do it uh, free of cost uh, for them. Free of cost. Good free for you. Free of cost, yeah. How are you going to get rich? Not good for me, good for others. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you going to get rich? Because I'm also looking to get rich. So do you know? Do you, <laughs> what is your plan? Let me know. Main thing is I'll enhance my capabilities to handle my father's business and do some kind of business in Nepal. I don't have a proper planning what kind of business now, but I'll, I have to study. I want to experience everything uh, in Australia, how the it works in because it's not only limited in Nepal now. Everything I get, I do in Nepal is go. It's it is connected to US. It is connected to Australia. People all over the world they are connected now. Mm. It's a very small place now, so I, I have to get uh, known about uh, get to know all of the things, and then I'll figure it out. What gain what as much knowledge and experience yeah, as you yeah, can yeah, in Australia. If I t- if I tell my friends, I'll go back to Nepal uh, after three or four years. They'll tell me, "Have you lost your mind? You why you are going back to Nepal?" Really. But that's your father told us when he came. You know, everybody's dream was to, you know, come to Korea, make easy money, easy money, and he got here, and it was the hardest thing he's ever done. Very far from being easy money. Um, so I have one more question for you: When you go back to Nepal, yeah, do you suffer from reverse culture shock? When I go back to Canada, I feel very alone. I feel lonely. Uh, yes, my family, of course, loves me, and and it's nice to see everyone for one day or two days. But then I, I kind of feel like I'm floating, or I'm just kind of alone because we have we they don't they can't connect to any part of my life. It's very difficult for for people that I used to hang out with to understand yeah. how I live or what we do, and, and it's not that different, but it it's different enough. So and even just understanding, like subconsciously hearing English all the time and understanding is very very different than in Korea. I can turn my listening on or off. If I want to hear the passive conversations, do you get reverse culture shock going home or no? Uh, obviously, obviously. The last time when I went back to Nepal, for, I stayed there for one month. Uh, after 15 or 20 days, I feel like I could go to Australia. I could go to Australia. I'll get a good sleep now. Because um, people's and their thoughts and thinkings, it doesn't get really matched with your thoughts and thinkings and culture mm. and how they treat the works. The, uh, even now, people they they don't. There is a discrimination in work, like before mm. in Nepal. That's why it is very hard to cope with the environment nowadays. If you go back from the Australia to Nepal, it's the same thing. If you come to Australia from Nepal, it's the same thing. It's never. Yeah. So if you went back to Nepal now, yeah. and and I mean, you saved money, you sent money to your mom and dad, your and grandpa knows that you're helping out, and you're you know you're getting educated, and you're learning all these skills and qualities, getting great experience. If you wanted to marry a lower caste girl now, do you think that would be okay or no? Um, 
maybe not because after one or two years everybody they have changed even now so they will I all be sad again oh avinas is back <laughs> indestructible coming back yeah indestructible is coming back <laughs> even my, uh, now my grandfather i told you he he had some argument with my we used to call that girl guri guri means the white girl, white girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even is. even her mother she used to call her guri I didn't even even know her name. So what do you guys call Brian? Super Guri? Gora Gora. You know, you know it's funny though that um when if we were at home we can't we can't refer to people like hey, it's the black guy. Hey, it's the brown guy. Hey, it's the it it's the super white guy. But when uh, me and Nate were at a party well, last last summer and we met the South Africans, they had special names for like what was it? It was like Darky or something, wasn't it? there's some that would see i mean i think i would get shot for saying that stuff but (laughs) yeah dude yeah it's surprising to hear all of them they would describe them to us in in terms of the darkness of the coffee coffee what an americano (laughs) is called this a cafe latte is called this uh, no no i mean they would give us the names based on the shade of you know the coffee colors of tell us what the names were yeah i think uh, again I, i might get shot for getting this wrong but i think like black people were called darky and i couldn't imagine going home and 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 finding a black friend and saying like, hey, hey, darky, you can't do. Oh, that. I feel yeah. guilty even just talking about this, man. Yeah. But it's totally, totally fine in there. But in I the think culture. I think a lot of that is is confined to our culture, North American or maybe Western, because when I was in Africa, they'd say, hey, white man, and they'd chant, white man, how are you? We are fine, thank you. When I, every day when I walked down the street and I was like, I can't imagine chanting this for a black person in my country. You would, you would get killed. But they would chant and it was a good thing. It was a, you know, it wasn't a, a negative or derogatory thing. And that's oh how God. that's it, how they called people. It's the guy from Passion of Colors. What was it? <laughs> Color, of passion. Color of Passion. But, you know, they would say the foreign guy. Think, which one? Yeah. Which one? The brown one or the white one or the black one? And, and that was... It was just a logical way of describing so you know who they were talking about. Mm. But that's one thing. It's so hypersensitive at home with all that stuff. It, yeah. It's one thing I, I don't really look forward to going home. But I got, Sorry, one more, one more question. I don't know. You being in the, in the top cast, moving out, of the, moving out of the country, having the experiences, having a, a, a great dad who supports you and, and working and gaining experience. And, you know, you've had opportunity that, you're, that your friends haven't had. When you go home, is there any sense of guilt when you meet your friends and maybe not guilty? Uh, uh, I don't know how to explain this. I will maybe, tell you, I, like, I feel guilty now because I've, I've traveled all over the world and I'm the luckiest guy to be born in Canada in a safe country, in a peaceful country yeah. um, where I'm not persecuted for my religion or my color or my race. Or right. I, I feel so, so lucky and so many people are discriminated against and persecuted for, for do, nothing in their control. That I, I I do feel guilty sometimes, and I, I've become more sensitive, especially after having kids, to all of these different you know problems in the world just for things that people can't control. Just because they're born in Syria, you know, I have no right to complain about anything because so many people have so many other greater issues than anything I could ever yeah, complain yeah, about. Yeah. So I I do feel guilty. Is that what you mean, like that? Oh well, yeah, I just mean like going home and if you're out with if you're out for a meal with your friends or hanging out with your buddies. Do you feel you have to hold back some stories? Like, I I assume your friends your friends in Nepal aren't cruising around on on Hyosung motorcycles and 
Um, not making eighteen dollars an hour. Do you feel? Do you feel you have to? You have to uh, hold back some stories, or you you, you can't fully express your your because I sometimes at home. Again, uh, I'm I'm going home next uh, next week, but I I find sometimes I I have to kind of bite my tongue yeah. when explaining some stories or experiences like because oh, it comes across as boasting or bragging. Yeah, or, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, that it's not my intention to do that, but I mean, I just, I just, I've learned to just try not to share anymore. Dude, it just, snorkeling. it comes off like that boasting every time. Yeah. Snorkeling, snorkeling, like oh, I was, I was in the Philippines and I was snorkeling and it was clear blue water and I. It was I, minus forty two here. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, you, you go down under the water and there's, there's a, a, you can't even imagine a thousand fish, you know, all in your face. And then I get excited when I tell stories. I'm replaying the. I'm replaying it in my head. It's not my intention to, to, to tell everyone. Oh, look how good my life is. And no, it's but it's natural to want to share your experiences. Yeah. Think, dude. I've been. All, I've traveled all over. That's that's the biggest. I love to talk. I love to share stories. That's my biggest problem at home. Is I need a muzzle, because mm. I think I come off arrogant or boasting or or. You know, bragging, and that's not my intention at all. But I think they're cool, amazing stories, and I want to. But people didn't have the same experiences, so I, I just try and close my mouth. And I try not to even. Well, something that really bothers me these days is that the the, the Facebook or Instagram where you're, you're looking and oh, you know, everyone's life is always wonderful, and and I really, I, I don't, <laughs> I really tone it down on on. I, I barely post anything, but when I do meet someone face to face, it's hard to it's hard to to dial it back and and put everything into perspective but i've learned know. to do it really well over the years yeah. i think people just say hey shut up i don't want to hear it enough be- of your stories let's talk about the blue jays yeah. or, or something that everybody can talk about because Should- you're the only one who knows this stuff and it's not fun for us but do you do you feel any any sense of guilt or, or do you feel any need to to hold, hold back? back your story like no, 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 no. I, I don't think like that. The stories they are meant to be shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every experience. Main thing is you own people by sharing the stories. Like, you know, you, you tell my, me the story, we get more connected. I tell you the yeah. story, we get more connected. But I think that's because you've lived more similar to how we have traveling and whatever now. If I met you in Nepal, you might think I'm very interesting at first as the foreigner new to your town, village, country, city, whatever. But... After a while, you think, I, I just can't connect with this guy. He's talking about stuff I can't even imagine. I don't even know about. Yeah, so, yeah. And it's different being from developed, very developed countries where you do have the opportunity. But I would say a, a lot of the people at home have the standard vacation of, you know, uh, Caribbean vacations. And, and that's very standard. Understandably, I would be too. But ours are ours are just very different. And, you know, it, it's hard to it, it's hard to meet on the same level in a lot of ways. Anyways, let's celebrate the, Keep, uh, celebrate the differences. Yeah. Last one before we wrap this up. If you were the president of Nepal, what would you change? In Nepal? Yeah. Main thing is utilize the tax properly. Utilize the tax for the public. They haven't done anything, anything, not a single thing they have done. That all thing is about the bribe in Nepal nowadays. Hmm. Main thing is the tax. The second thing. What would you use the tax to fix? What would I use? Yeah. You say well, to use it you, properly. Would you put it into infrastructure, like, building yeah, healthcare uh, facilities or schools or what? Healthcare facilities and making the uh, and making the um, public uh, areas 
the parks and everything everywhere mm-hmm. and making the signboards and they don't have any signboards traffic lights and everything mm. making the traffic lights and everything. <laughs> i just remembered back and it was like the wild west when i was there <laughs> <laughs> do was a gong show <laughs> yeah, and the roads and everything i, I want to main thing is the awareness the people not uh, are not aware. Even the, in the lots of parts of Nepal, they don't know they are living in Nepal. They don't know the name of their country. Really? Now, yeah. If if you so ask, that's just lack of education. Lack of education and awareness. is that what you mean by awareness? They're yeah, just, yeah. I mean, education, education would make them more aware. Yeah. But I mean, I, I again, some of those back villages and stuff, you know, through the Himalayas and stuff. Yeah, I, they probably don't need to know where they live. It just doesn't affect their life. They live in the bush. They live in the countryside. They they have their little plot. They farm, and, and it's just kind of sus- sustainable living. They have no. I wonder if that's you know the the Western or the the global mindset that that they should know where they live. You know they they've lived like that for centuries, and they wake up, bump the mountains there, the sun yeah. rises here, my plants grow at this yeah. time. What more? What more do you need? I mean, you want to complicate it with right. a handful? Yeah, no. <laughs> the, the looks on some of those faces when I walk through there, and like, where did you come from? But. Yeah, why would you want to come here? Where are you from? How? So yeah, it must be. I mean, I think a lot of them are very content where they are, and for some of them, maybe the name of their country is not. It has no effect on their life. The the irony is that we go so far the other way, right? That we wish, like, oh god damn, I just want to take a break and live that live that kind of lifestyle, right? We've gone so far, so far this way with technology and fast yeah, life, yeah. Right? and then we we wish. To go back to living beside the mountain and farming and having uh, having the simple life, it's funny. But anyways, life. listen, dude. Very, very. Thank you very much for uh, for coming and, and spending uh, almost two hours, almost two hours almost of your time hours, right? of uh, of your time with us. Um, we got the full the full love story. That was wonderful. We, uh, <laughs> you know, and it, it's great, man. I enjoy sharing stories and, and getting a different uh, getting a different perspective on on life, man. You. You're still a still a young buck. What, 23? 23, right. 23 years old. You got a whole life ahead of you. Yeah. I still I remember 11 years ago, man. I was that was where you were and I think you're on uh, you're on a good path, man. Keep up uh, keep up the hard work. Don't Don't enjoy the chill too long in Korea. <laughs> no, you get stuck. Don't uh, and don't be trapped by that by that dogma of your of everyone telling you you're a lazy boy, you're la- you're, yeah. you're doing good, man. Keep on uh, keep on the track and and keep keep working away. You're doing good. Thank you, thank you, you're thank you make, so much. You're gonna make your old man proud. Anyways, guys, thanks uh, thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll check in again soon. Have a good day, everyone. Take Bye-bye. care.